It is the 29th of April, 2021. I'm Commander Jan Trax, and this is the Loose Screws Podcast. Kick the pig, I was told to Yeehaw! say. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. I like that. So on this episode, we're going to have Odyssey says, OK, fine, you can have all your ships, but don't stray very far. And we'll even let you play a little bit longer, but you're playing on old code. Uh, there's a new Machinima web series. A commander travels over 84,000 light years with no fuel scoop and some community questions. Yay. Hooray. Okay. I'm super late and I made all these guys stay up for me. And so I feel bad and that's, I'm going to push through. So joining me tonight, I apologize to you for being late. Commander Chig. Hi, how are you? Uh, late. Uh, <laughs> yes, Commander okay. Dubs, I apologize to you for being late. Yes. Daddy tracks. <laughs> God, I don't like that. Uh, Commander, Lieutenant Commander Data, I apologize to you for being late. We will never forgive you, but hello. <laughs> uh, and Commander Nurgle, I apologize to you for being late. Uh, okay, yeah. Wake up. Wake up, <laughs> Wake up. This is going smoothly tonight. <laughs> it's going so good. Um, is there any exciting stuff that you guys have been doing? What's What's been going on uh, with you, Chig? What's up? Uh, yeah, you know, as CQC, um, um, I, 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 uh, I, I broke my verbal stick today. What? Uh, huh? What? I figured that that would get quickly a, a reaction. What? That's why I kind of I wanted Ty here because he said that was that the day that he ordered today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he ordered yeah. it today, and I was flying CQC earlier, and all of a sudden it just went, just. Man, my stick went limp. <laughs> but, but, oh, a spring let but, go. Uh, yeah, my yaw spring went to to the left on the stick. I I tried pulling it apart, re, you know, mounting the stick, doing everything else, and definitely broke a, a spring in it or something because it still has some tension. Uh, yaw to the right, but to the left, there's no tension. I can still yaw and. At first, I was in the middle of a match, so it was like panic at first. I th I'm like, what is going on? It's broken. And I, I quit fighting. I was dismounting the stick. And then the match got over. Then after it was done, I, I couldn't get it fixed. And then I hopped back in game just to see if it still registered yaw to the left. And it still registers. There's just no um, tension at all. But I actually kind of think I like it that way. I already put in a ticket to Verpal, but I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of, without that, the yaw, was, I mean, it's an aggressive yaw on this. It takes a good amount of force to move left or right. And now all of a sudden, there's not that force, but I can still feel the middle detent, you know, in the yaw. So it's, I don't know, uh -huh. I kind of like it this way. But I like the product so much, too. This is how much I like my verbal stuff. When the yaw went on it, you can lock the yaw out. I actually was like, oh, crap. I'm going to have to get myself some yaw pedals instead of thinking about putting in a ticket and, and having them <laughs> fix it. I was just going to buy pedals, but no, I, 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 I can fully function with it right now. But yeah, Ty, you just spent a shit ton of money on something. And yes, mine just broke, but I'm not normal use mm. case either. I don't think I do so much CQC. It's constant dog fighting. So 
You know, there's no casual. I flying. bet that's a pretty freak thing, though. And it's just the spring, sounds like. Yeah, and and if I I would just take it apart and see what that spring looks like and see what happened, but I don't want to void any warranty or anything. I don't know if they've you know what kind oh, of assembly right. is in it, so I'm I'm not going to do anything think, until they yeah. they notify me. I think they are cool with that though, because don't they they sell like alternate cams and stuff? Well, that's all to, in the bases. The, springs off. the bases, the bases fully come apart. And you can pull oh, the, the yaw is apart. not in the, the base. No, the the yaw is in the actual stick. Oh. So yeah, mm. it's a it's a different okay. different animal. So, but that that's my story. That that's my week. Makes Still me sad. Work. Dubs, you're next. Do your worst. Uh, what have I been up to? Uh, not breaking my stick. That's what I've been up to. <laughs> uh, I played a surprising amount of Minecraft recently, trying to get the server squared away. But that's not that's not what this is about. Uh, no, that's fine. Oh, this yeah, is literally but, uh, the this is literally the put anything you want in this part of the oh, show. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm now in the new alpha. If that if that matters, but I've been in it for like five minutes, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, the Corvette <laughs> is gigantic, by the way, and it's amazing. I love it. Technical term there. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's an imperial oh, no. gigantic. Yes, yes, yes. Imperial. That is a very imperial measurement. Uh, other than that, I don't think I've done anything noteworthy. Just been kind of existing and playing games. Well, you almost crapped <laughs> okay. yourself to death. I mean, I, I got very, very sick after, or in the middle of our last D&D session, which is very unfortunate. I had to bail on the boys. But, uh, so stuff happened. Oh, uh, made you sick that reminds to your stomach, huh? That yeah. reminds me, you your character died after you left. <laughs> Oof. R.I.P. Big yikes. Gregor. I'm sorry, Gregors. <laughs> I will <It> avenge you. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Uh, Commander Lieutenant Commander Data, what's up, man? Hey, I've had a little bit of playtime this week. I logged into the new Alpha about an hour ago. Played through an on-foot combat zone nice having all my money so i can like the dubs and i were just talking about before we hit record you can just go through and buy everything you know all the all the handheld weapons and all the suits yes it's that nice is that is beautiful <laughs> just instead of working everything yeah <laughs> instead of working hard for all the things like man which which weapon do i buy first this one's kind of expensive now i'm like look lady i got too much money to look at the price tags just give me <laughs> yeah. everything bye bye <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> yeah Looking for and, the button. Just buy one of everything. Yeah. And it's been a long time since I've done this, but the other night, you know, you and me and Dubs, I think, just had a good old-fashioned bounty hunting night in a local Hazrez site to help the BGS oh, yeah. and just have some fun and some small ships. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Small ship yes, gang. Our couriers are our couriers are extremely murderous. Yes. Yes. It's That's like a pack my- of piranhas. That's been my mm-hmm. time this week. Cool, cool. That's our new uh, courier uh, gang name, by the way, Piranha Pack. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can do that. Uh, Nurgle, what's up, man? I haven't talked to you in at least a week. Yeah, it's it. It's been a long week. I think I've had about two hours total of screen time. My my mother in law had emergency surgery last week. She's doing fine. They sent her home from the hospital today, but they okay. uh. They live about 45 miles away from my wife and I. And while they don't actually farm anymore, they 
lease out most of the land. They've got like an acre of their own they farm. The father-in-law has bad hips. So between me, my wife, and her sister, we've been going over there and taking care of animals, and taking care of family, and and then sleeping and getting up the next day and doing it all over again. And the irony is, you know, Chig's talking about breaking his verbal. The, the, the one time I got to sit down this week and play Tuesday night, my Hotas died. So, oh. Y'all oh need to be more gentle on your equipment. So, well, but I'm, I'm taking this as a positive because I've been using uh, a Thrustmaster Hotas X forever. It's been a great stick. I've enjoyed using it. I've actually put off upgrading to something else because why spend the money if the one I'm you know, using is working fine for me? So now I have a perfectly valid reason to go out and get an X-56. So now you I, can actually learn how to fly. Good. Thanks, man. Love you. <laughs> the problem now is going to be finding one somewhere that's not $500. The problem now is you're going to get addicted to upgrading, and then you're going to look at those verbals even harder. Oh, no, mm-hmm. I'm already looking at the verbals. I just know that's out of my current price range. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's about where I was with it. Ended up with the X-56. As much as I'd love to go further, um, I'm sitting on this for now. I mean, yeah. you have a 3080, so the price range thing, yeah, you just chose a graphics card over a mode setup, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. And, and if well, I went out and bought a Verpal, then I would have a Hotas that costs more than my PC, and I can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Truth. No, I just need a 3090 to make <laughs> me feel better about my Hotas not costing more than my graphics card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. All right. Um, well, let's uh, let's get into some show stuff. Oh, I didn't say. Well, okay. You know what I've been doing? I've been trying to set up my new streaming stuff, um, and I did actually use for the first time my actual two computer streaming setup on Tuesday. Whenever we had that uh, our very fun bounty hunting night, um, and it works pretty well with some caveats. But anyway, <laughs> just uh endless wrangling of things. And then today I was like continuing to tweak my lighting. I never thought I would be thinking about stuff like this. <laughs> um, but I don't know, streaming's really fun. So I keep doing it. And then I keep wanting to like make things better about it. And it's an, it's an, another endless thing. <sighs> yeah. I'm so, looking forward to jumping more heavily into that once I have the time here in a couple of weeks. So I'll right be on. I'll be picking your brain for sure. But my question, you, right. you're saying you're doing a two computer setup. What's the second computer you're using? I mean, you've got your beast for gaming. <clears throat> what are you using as your stream box then? It's <laughs> it's my MacBook Pro. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's it's the second most powerful computer in the house. Um, it's fine. Uh, the The CPU runs rings around the encoding that I need it to do. It's actually the graphics in that that have trouble actually compositing the scene. So when I'm on Twitch, like I have like animations and stuff that play uh, for subscribers and followers and stuff like that. That stuff is what kills the Mac. But it can encode all day long. Like I got a capture card and stuff like that. I, I need to add another audio input because I'm not quite satisfied with the way that's working out. But yeah, the capture card is beautiful. The, the, the 3080, as powerful as it is, 
Um, I'm running VR and streaming, and yeah. it, I can feel a significant difference now that the 3080 is not having to do anything in the background besides play the game. It's just it's duping, duping off to a second monitor, which is actually the capture card, and then everything else is happening elsewhere. And it was really fun to play and have it not be sort of... It's not that it like ran badly when I was streaming before, because the... You know, you can do the onboard uh, encoding on the GPU, but it was just sort of like, I don't know, the, the frames felt crispy or something. They just had this weird feeling to them, which you can only see in VR. It's it's a strange mm-hmm. thing. But mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah, that's that's me. So um what do you say we talk about this game and our let's let's start with squad briefing, yes? Okay. Wonderful. Incoming priority message. Squadron briefing. All right. Uh, not a lot actually going on right now. We've got two elections in progress in non-critical systems. We've got one system in expansion, which should go off sometime between Saturday and Monday, You know, depending on random numbers. And... We know exactly where that's going. It's going to an open system in LTT17156. So uh, we're just spending time consolidating um, the remnants of player beef in HIP4907, trying to force a retreat and um, trying to work some things that uh, some systems that we've had kind of languishing for a while to get up there and take control and get them solidified. So fairly calm for a change. Wow. All right. <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, okay. So the squadron briefing that we just got, <laughs> let me just, I just, I just logged into that, that alpha here and, and disembark from my Corvette in the station. Now they didn't want you to have to walk through the ship cause it would be tedious, but when you're on the platform in the docking bay, you come out <laughs> at the front of the Corvette, and you got to run the entire length of the Corvette to get back to the elevator. 300 yards. Your squadron yards. briefing was over before I ran that. <laughs> <laughs> because somebody was late, I'm trying to be efficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm having the same issue. Um, well, I, I just had my crate is the one I picked up. By the way, it changed my paint color. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Whatever, I don't care, but I'm just saying. um, Yeah, my paint is just like blue now when it used to be something else. But anyway, um, these ships are enormous. Yeah, add real quick that um, since we're trying to build our influence in HIP 4907, there is currently an outbreak going on in HIP 4907, which means the prices for all the medicines have gone way up, so you can make a lot of money while you're helping the BGS. And outbreak tends to spawn some some nice um, high-grade emissions where you can conceivably get the they-don't-exist pharmaceutical isolators. Nice. Has anybody actually collected those in the wild? Once. Uh, off of, like, uh, Elite Anacondas, an I've gotten them to drop. I, I oh, have really? got them off an HGE, yes. I have done that one, exactly one time I found pharmaceutical isolators. Yep, exactly once for me, too. Yep. I think that's the. I think that's it. It cuts off after that. Actually. Yeah, that's the one. It's it's a flag. You do it once, you'll never find them again. <laughs> Everybody gets one. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Nurgle, for that 
amazing squad update. I'm I'm truly not making fun of you. <laughs> I just realized how stupid that sounds. Um, anyway, so um, the next thing on my list is the Galnet recap. Now, Devo Looter's not with us tonight, and uh, we were discussing right before I pushed record if any of us have paid any attention to Galnet. <laughs> um, and I think that the unfortunately the answer is no. So do you want me to just make it up as I go, or do we, what do we what do we want to do? All right, we can <laughs> we can give a real brief, real quick brief summary here. So our our bro, Archon Delaney, he's going to get some new star ports. Agus is collecting more guardian artifacts so they can they can develop some new guardian weapons and modules maybe that was a community goal that just completed Hadrian Duval's being accused of being an NMLA leader he has refuted that claim of course oh and, wow yeah he didn't just admit to it you know <laughs> <laughs> Surprising. I was actually surprised oh, yeah. by the first part, but that's a fine. That's fine too. <laughs> Tune into our uh, Bard's Lore Corner Discord channel if you want to see our our uh, friend Commander Jay Baron give his take on all these things too. He he's he's the one to follow on all this Galnet and, news, and it's been running wild this week. Yep, and ending today with the current CG. You can uh, support or oppose the Federation's uh, effort to reenact Tom Cruise's Minority Report. <laughs> That's exactly what it initiative is. by yep. supporting Zach Hudson or Shadow President Winters by delivering uh, data materials to their respective systems. What oh, is a Shadow? Data- well, what is a shadow delivery. president? That's my question. Is that like a <laughs> a uh, shadows the minority president. minority party leader or a vice president? What does that even? I, mean? I don't believe I've ever heard the term outside of the game. I don't know. Wow, I, I've I've often wondered this, and I never had the courage to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you are not alone. So we're all in the same boat. <laughs> So, I know exactly what it is, but I'm going to let you guys. There's no, out there's no own. grown up in the room that knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think I always assumed that it meant like an opposing party or something like, like, or, or maybe a quasi exiled leader or something like that. I don't know. I thought it I was would be like the person up. in charge that wasn't, you know, known to be in charge. So the fact that it's like, hi, I'm the shadow president kind of defeats <laughs> that theory. So, okay. I, so from what I've gathered in the right, last right. 60 seconds of Google, it is someone who holds a lot of sway over the opposing party of the current president. Okay, so it yeah, is sort of like it. a minority leader kind of deal. Yeah. yeah, like no official. It's not an official position, but they're like, hey, I'm still going to make your life hell. Nice. Huh. Okay. There you go. Huh. Figured it out. I, I don't know. I might be wrong. Don't 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 believe me. <laughs> like this is literally <laughs> no, just what I read no. on the the page of Google. So from different posts. <laughs> no, it's it's set in stone now. I'm going with that. That's it. Ever. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. submitting that definition to the Webster's dictionary, boys. Update yes. the Wikipedia page. 
Yeah. Well, the right. Wikipedia page on Shadow President is talking about a video game from 1993. <laughs> <laughs> huh. <laughs> well, now. Yeah. Okay, then. So it's not in the 40s in 93. Oh, jeez. Yikes. <laughs> Okay. Um, thanks, uh, Data, for fixing our mistakes and making this podcast possibly worth a damn. Now, um, so here's what's been going on in, I, I don't know, community development news kind of situation. Okay, so there was a live stream on Tuesday. Uh, I did not manage to catch this live, but caught up with it a few hours later and replay. Because I went to the dentist, by the way, I guess I probably should have put that at the top of the show. Uh, my vaccine is is cleared now. I'm like officially vaccinated, and I immediately just like wandered into a dentist office and opened my mouth near a stranger. <laughs> okay, uh, huh. that was fine. Anyway, Danny, okay, Daddy, brave man. Glad to, glad to have gotten <laughs> my teeth clean. Okay, so anyway, there was a there was a live stream on Tuesday um, while I was at the dentist, and Piers Jackson, the game director. Uh, got interviewed as well as Dr. K Ross. And um, I, I kind of like, like we can just approach this as like a generalized discussion topic, I, I guess. But my takeaway from this was it's an awesome stream and you should definitely watch the replay if you're interested in this game at all. Um, but my whole thing, the whole time I was watching was like, why didn't this happen like most of this stream happened before the alpha or right at the beginning because so much of it was, at least in the beginning, I guess, of, of, of uh, Pierce part, but not, you know, there was other stuff later when uh, Dr. K was talking that uh, would have changed how I thought about the alpha completely. Like basically the fact that the whole game that's in the alpha is a branch of the main code trunk. And it was actually taken considerably before the alpha even started. So like the game was in a further developed state than what we were seeing, even from the very beginning of the alpha. And there are specific parts, it goes further on, like the specific parts of it that were just turned off for the sake of they didn't want to mess with that part right now. They were testing other things. And all of this I felt like was really obfuscated from the players and at you know on the one hand it makes me feel better because there's a bunch of stuff that was it appeared to be bugs to us but was really just intentionally switched off features and then there's other aspects of it where it's it's just like it's just developed differently and they were actually more far along on the on the main trunk versus the branch we were on and all this stuff and I, I my my head's swimming with like do I feel better about it or do I feel worse now um because like why didn't they reveal that to me I would have I would have felt so differently like knowing what was switched off and knowing the fact that I wasn't just meant to go in and test everything. They really were looking for specific things. So, okay. Okay. I'm rambling now. What did you guys think? Who, who did any of you watch it? I watched I some of it. it. Yeah. I haven't made it through all of it yet, but I'm, I'm kind of where you are. This is information that would have, it would have changed how I felt about the alpha had I known it before I went in. I mean, I still would have done it. It, it wouldn't have changed my mind about buying the alpha or anything but it would have changed my perception of what i was seeing and i think since they were 
trying to test very specific things in each phase. I have a cat that's trying to freak out here. Um, you know, knowing that that they branched it off and that there were very specific things that they wanted to test, it would have made me actually act more like a tester and look at those specific things mm. rather than just playing it like I'm going to talk about it on a podcast. Does that make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, the whole thing's just kind of weird to me, but I mean, I, I understand, like, you know, finding out that, you know, like on the mission boards, there wasn't um, distances to, you know, how long the cab rides would be and stuff like that. That's stuff that they might not have, you know, thought about until they got a bunch of players in there playing it. So I can see where they're sure. going with that. But then again, you know, we were all kind of under the impression that, um, I just got interdicted by a real player. Huh. Handle that. Kill him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was definitely, definitely different. And uh, I'll let somebody else talk. It, <laughs> yeah. It, I think this is just another communication issue. They should have just said all this earlier. I wouldn't feel too badly about it if you took the approach that me and a few of us did of just you know logging in to try out the new features i'd feel really bad if i spent a lot of time in the issue tracking system inputting uh reports on bugs and stuff that might not even exist anymore if you were actually trying to right. test right. something i'd feel pretty right. like i might have wasted a lot of time <laughs> yeah like uh s specifically like um, okay. I, I guess some of the stuff that was specifically switched off, um, Dr. K ends up talking about, like, graphically, people talked about how all the atmospheres that we can see tend to be sort of purple and hazy and, and some, some kind of grading of, a, of kind of a light purple. And yeah, they just, they just didn't turn on most of the stuff that's going to change the color of the atmospheres based on what they're made of. That was just switched off. And like a lot of the, the complaints about performance and stuff like that, there was a big, big focus on that. I mean, obviously, and, and some of it is answered in the fact that they say like, look, it's not optimized, it's not optimized. But like, you can say that all day long. I don't know what that means as, as someone who doesn't, make video games. I don't, I mean, I, I know what it means, but I don't know, is that supposed to make me feel like, oh, we're going to be fine? Or is that like, yeah, but how much can it be optimized? Like, I'm, I feel like there's a mystery here. And now we, Dr. K talks about how like a bunch of the occlusion systems are totally turned off just because they, they didn't feel like messing with that or, or something to that effect. So effectively what's going on, and I actually saw this in, in a YouTube video somewhere too, where somebody was looking, kind of examining um, the code of the render engine. Like when you're approaching a settlement on the surface, it's drawing all of the interiors of all the buildings, even when you're like a thousand meters away in a ship. So that's the kind of like, things that should have been occluded, right? So that your game doesn't have to render all that stuff, but it, they weren't bothering. They're just having it draw absolutely everything. And like that affects terrains and causing like weird pop-in and all kinds of things like that. Like just tons of stuff is actually working a lot better than what we've seen, but they don't tell us that. And I, and I, I know that one of the other points they made is that there's stuff here that they were holding back on purpose. You know, they didn't turn on all of the pretty graphics because they still want an ooh and ah moment when they release the game. And that's great. 
I just wanted to know, you know, yeah. like I, I mean, I knew there wasn't the entire game here, but like when they said, like when they described phase four just started, I mean, I guess we'll talk about this a, a little more, a little later, but they, they said like, um, this phase is, is really just about compatibility. It's about what's going to happen when we import everybody's real life existing characters into the game. And that's more or less the only thing they're paying attention to. So they're they're like watching us play. They're watching streams. They're listening to comments. And I think they're also like watching game data as it comes through to the server and seeing what people do and taking those bug reports. Surely the bug reports would be better focused if we knew that we weren't supposed to send a bug report for all of the atmospheres are purple or or something right. like that. You know, and I mean, we discovered plenty of good things, the fire damage and things like that shooting through the walls. But a lot of that seemed to be going through like the ceilings and stuff. So that's the occlusion issue. There was a bunch of stuff about occlusion that wasn't turned on and it's causing fire, you know. So some of that could have been fixed, right? Or at least we wouldn't have been yelling about it quite so much. And um, But on the other side of the coin, like... That does make me go, you know, realize, oh shoot, this is actually going to be a lot better off because every phase I felt like the performance was better and the the crashing was less. Did you guys feel that way? Definitely. Yeah. Would, would yeah. you have pre-purchased to get access to the <clears throat> alpha if you would have known it was this kind of alpha? I, I would have. I, I would I have pre-purchased it yeah. literally no matter what. I, yeah. I know. Nothing I'm the wrong, this is the wrong audience. <laughs> Uh, obviously. <laughs> yeah. What about you, yeah. Chig? That seems like a leading question that you meant to aim at yourself. <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was really just asking because it just, I don't know, it almost, it's just, it, it's so weird compared to other alphas. In, in well, how often do you get access to an alpha? Yeah. Really, it's usually a beta. And how often is the alpha? Two, you know, ends two weeks before the game is released. It's usually a beta <laughs> yeah. tasting phase after. So everything's That's, just bizarre well, about it. So I'm just going to wait and see what comes out. If we take them at face value, all right. You know, that's that's an interesting way of explaining things to us. And, and I'm okay with that. But they've got a whole lot of, you know, I need to see it to believe it from them these days. Yes. Mm. I've wondered often why it's being called an alpha and how you could possibly fit a beta in between now and the real right. release. But today it makes a little more sense. We might be we might be playing an alpha level build just because that's what they decided to give us. They've got further along the builds right. that we're just not seeing yet. And we won't see until the game comes out. We're, yeah, we are going to go from alpha to finished product. And somewhere in their development, they've they've I'm presumably going through an internal beta. Um, maybe, maybe I, I, I think, I think this stream kind of revealed to me what an alpha means and, and that was never explained. I mean, there was so much talk from, from everybody about when the pre-purchase went live, like what is an alpha? Do they mean beta? Why are they calling it this? And there was no answer to that. And I th- I thought that was strange, and now I'm seeing it going, yeah, well, if you had explained it like this, instead of just saying, this is unoptimized, it's not totally ready, we just want you to play with it and, and poke holes in certain things, like, that that wasn't enough. That that didn't get me to where I wanted, wanted to, where I would have had a better time with it. Like, I felt 
a lot of the time I was frustrated. Like I didn't play the alpha nearly as much as I expected to because I would get in and go, I, I did like two conflict zones on foot in phase two or three or whichever phase that was. And I, okay, I, I guess I'm done with this. You know, I did one and it didn't work quite that well. I did another and there were players on the other side and basically we were stalemating really hard. So I left, did a third one and cleaned it up quite quickly. I was like, okay, well, I guess I see like the different levels of what's going on there and didn't log back in again because it's just dealing with bugs. It was like whenever I call my ship back, the whole thing crashes and um, it, it wasn't that much fun because of all that. I didn't, I don't personally love to to get in and just like deal with the, the random crashing and stuff, but I feel like if I knew that this isn't an up-to-date piece of the code, like in my head, like the branch that we were on would have been taken from day one of alpha phase one. And then when we got to phase two, they took another, they went back to the trunk and then took another branch. That's what I thought was going on. And they never like explicitly said that to me. Like, I guess it's my own imagination that made me think that, but they didn't tell me that wasn't what was happening. They never told me what an alpha was and why it was different from a beta. You know, I can see now that it's it's got more to do with we're really like narrowly testing certain things and we're only opening up certain parts of the game. And we go back to the fleet carrier beta and it was a full game. It was everything. And it was like, come poke holes in this. Mm-hmm. Um, there was nothing focused about that testing. It was everything. Um, so I guess that that's my thing. Like I, I definitely would have still bought it if, if they'd explained it. And in fact, I would have felt a lot better while I was playing it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have had nearly as much uh, kind of aches about. <sighs> I think so much of my my problem was kind of every time it crashed, I started. I, I had this sinking feeling, like, gosh, it really does seem like this is needs to be further along than it is, and that was so much comments in Discord to that effect too. This is, shouldn't this be further along than it is, and it apparently was. I have no idea by how much, but. Apparently a lot. Thousands of fixes. Thousands of fixes have happened to the trunk while we've been playing the alpha that we didn't ever see and still don't see, according to Pierce. Yeah. How, many, how many comments were there about this doesn't feel like a game that's ready to go live in two weeks? Well, yeah. It's like 90% we're... of the words out of anyone's mouth for the last four weeks. Yeah, and, and well, clearly it's because we're not, paying the, we're not even playing the latest build. Yeah, I'm okay. cautiously optimistic we're going to get I, I'm going to take them at face value and we're going to get something yeah. reasonably polished but I, mm-hmm. I, I don't believe it I just <laughs> I, I really just if there's a whole bunch of stuff they didn't show us and everything else and they're light years ahead of where they were there's been thousands of fixes uh, uh yeah, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Well, and fingers now, crossed. I'm not I'm not expecting gameplay changes and additions to be hugely significant. I'm expecting like the graphics to be less buggy and the movement to be less buggy and the controls to be less buggy. But right? They when you say thousands said, of fixes. They also said there were things they intentionally held out because they wanted there to be surprises when it went live. Yeah, <laughs> Thargoids. <laughs> well, but I mean, there's, that's a lot of open speculation there about what that could be. I mean, that could be 
well, we're yeah. pretty sure that we're going to have Thargoids, but that could be new gameplay loops. That could be Panther Clipper. That could be any number of things. It could be. Yeah. But, 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 but thousands of fixes in the last four weeks. And yet, in the main game, we still have bugs that have gone on for years. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. CQC I don't, I don't still think we had a lot of people working on that, often. though. Oh. I think that's I, the thing, though. Everybody was working on this. Yeah, all hands on deck for Odyssey. Uh, yeah, okay, so in, this in the stream... put into the other game, though. How, how is that all going to work together smoothly? Well, in theory, going, Odyssey... Going back to the, <laughs> that's the theory uh, go, yeah that's the theory go, going back to that stream like you can see some of the stuff that they're talking about as far as like the graphics stuff that they just didn't have switched on was on display in the form of screenshots in that stream um, so that's worth looking at too because there's a lot of like planet scenes where with everything switched on the variety becomes very clear and like the terrain is apparently all wrong now like none of the terrain we're seeing which is great because, like, I remember that, like, kind of flying up to every planet. It was like it looked weird. It pops in weird. The textures flip all around. But oh, you're Dr. saying K they showed just had everything turned off. Did they these screenshots? Were there any were there any video clips of this, or these were just literal no, screenshots? They, they're literally screenshots of different With Instagram like sunsets on different planets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't really. I don't. You know. I don't think it's it's that taking it at face cynical. value, cynical. Sticking to it, taking it. Um, but they but they talked again about like like I'll show you these things, but there are things we're holding. I mean, they're still not going to show us everything. Um, okay, but the things yeah, that they what, did. Yeah, but what would a little side by side video? This is what this planet looks like now. The new tech it'll look like this, and a five yeah. second clip. That's not showing us everything. That's just showing the improvement to set our minds at ease instead of just a prettier screenshot. Yeah. I, I don't know. Right, right. I, I, taking it at face value, sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Go over yeah. that. Okay, so the things that. Oh, sorry, Nurgle? No, no, I was agreeing with you. Go on. Oh, okay. Um, the things. Uh, so Pierce talked about the trunks and branches thing and how the alpha we've been playing was, even at the very beginning of phase one, was already weeks old. So, you know, whatever. Um, They've also made significant improvements to AI behavior regarding stealth and uh, changes to the way crime works. Uh, he talks about that at some length. Um, and like grenades, uh, NPCs will throw grenades onto roofs and behind cover. And they, they changed a lot about their swarming mechanics. The occlusion stuff goes into the the awareness it, of NPCs. It won't, and be how so it, easy stealth. To, it won't be so easy to hide on a rooftop and kill all the NPCs from up there. Right. However, it will be easier to steal things than it was because now, like if you in the alpha, if you steal something and somebody scans you, you get caught. Now, in the the way it really will work in the real game, is you have to be seen stealing it. If it's already in your backpack, you it can't be seen, so you're fine. So a a lot of positive changes there. It seems Um, nine new on foot engineers for the suits and weapons. the the weapon modifications will affect things like scopes, um, the speed of the draw of the weapon, uh, magazine size, suppressors, and autoloader. And apparently the suppressors, there's a, a separate suppressor for a pressurized environment and a su- separate suppressor for uh, a not pressurized environment. So that's interesting. I wonder how that would... You 
What really a, just need pressure for a non-pressurized environment? Thank you. Well, I wonder if it's if it's purely visual. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I had the same question. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but there's no sound. Well, but the trouble is in the in the late game forever, we've had this lore that we have speakers in our cabins that recreate or simulate the sound outside to give us spatial awareness, situational awareness, I should say. Um, do our suits do that too? And at that point, like, why would why would a suppressor override my suit's ability it, to tell it, me when someone's shooting near me? It hides the muzzle flash, so your opponent's suit's computer can't see that you're firing. <laughs> That's things. magnificent. <laughs> that you guys are asking amazing. too many questions. Somebody's going to show up at your door and make you stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dr. K came on in the second half and again talked about of course, she's the uh, principal render programmer on the game and talks about all the different stuff to do with the graphics, mostly the planet tech. Um, optimization that hasn't happened and will happen, um, still a bunch in there that makes me feel simultaneously better and makes me wonder why I wasn't told some of those details before. Like, you don't have to reveal the screenshots to me, just explain to me that, you know, I, this stuff is intentionally switched off and I would have felt so much better about the performance. Um, yeah, that's, that's the gist of it. It is extremely worth watching. I'm being very trite about it right now, but I thought especially like the Dr. K segments mm -hmm. and being able to see those screenshots is really, really cool whenever she talks about, um, how she's implementing things. And like, there's a moment in the stream where she, um, is asked a specific question about certain chemical compositions of atmospheres and certain colors. And it's like, yeah, well, there's realism to the point where it stops being a fun game. So that's where they want to draw the line is we want to make things as realistic as we can, but also make it fun and pretty. So the variety of colors and things are actually exaggerated. Um, so that's awesome. I like that. Um, all right. That's Tuesday live stream. Uh, there was another one today. This is Thursday that we're recording. Mail Slot Mayhem. This one was totally different. This was uh, a sports show. I think they did a fantastic job. Everybody put on a suit. They had judges and they had everybody do mail slot stunts. A bunch of contestants from the community do mail slot stunts. It was tremendous fun. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of that. Did anybody catch it? Uh, that's a no. That's a no. <laughs> no. That's I, a no. Yeah. Watch long enough to see everyone in their suits. And that's 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 all I saw. <laughs> yeah. Um one of the so so yeah, they basically were doing uh FA off mail slot stunts. There were a few juicy explosions and some spectacular successes, including a cutter uh doing an in and out sideways. Mm -hmm. Very nice. intense. Nice. Very intense. Um, anyway, yeah, they, and they, they did it all like a, like a sports show. It was really fun, complete with, uh, advertisement breaks, which were created by a person called Rendo. And I put a link to their YouTube channel in the show notes. They're really fun. There was like an ad for the Vulture and an ad for the Sidewinder as if they were, you know, car ads, <laughs> uh, from, from you know our our modern day culture, our current day culture, so uh, really cool stuff, and it was extremely fun. They the way they they put it all together, in spite of the fact that it's very difficult to get a good camera angle on all this stuff. <laughs> so was it people from like the racing community? 
Uh, various. They just took signups. There was somebody from, um, they, they said like, you know, here's our next contestant. It's Commander so-and-so, and they are from Shinra to Desra. They represent this faction or this player group. They were, you know, their favorite ships of, of whatever. They're, and, and they had names for all the different maneuvers they were going to attempt. And, <laughs> you know, nice. uh, somebody did it, tried it, tried one in a Type 9. Uh, their, the move they were doing was called the Slot Stuffer. <laughs> nice. Uh, they didn't make it. <laughs> oh, go figure. <laughs> uh, but that slot did get stuffed. So anyway, that was a lot of fun. And um, also there were Twitch drops on both of the streams. There are going to be Twitch drops on every stream from here until the launch of Odyssey. So I don't know. Put your Twitch alerts on, I guess, if you care about that stuff. Cool. (laughs) Breathe. Um, Breathe. Uh, I I knew knew this was going to be this kind of episode when we we started. Uh, Okay, so Odyssey Phase 4 started... It. I just loaded into it as we were starting the show. I'm literally just standing in a station because I can't be bothered to do anything without getting super distracted. So I won't. However, <laughs> here's the here's the the rundown on what's going on in Phase Four. Um, it has been extended to May fifth from the original end date because I think with the original end date it was going to only run Phase Four would, might only take like two days. Uh, and that wasn't fun for anybody. So they extended it to May 5th. Um, the Originally, it was going to be just the ship that you're in when they take the snapshot. They have reversed that decision, and now all of your ships are available, um, although there was a quick hot fix that needed to be pushed to get that working. Um, they changed their minds from all of the galaxy being open to the same 50-light-year bubble that was going on in Phase 3, um, however, we do have all our ships, but they are not including fleet carriers specifically because they figured that many fleet carriers <laughs> squeezed into, moved into the 50 light year bubble that's allowed mm-hmm. would be absolutely crazy. So they that's switched that off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Trust us or not. I mean, <laughs> well, well, they, they, they don't, they don't they have know to test their it, system. They know. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they know that would break. Um, I, I, I like meant to be 50 squeezed light into 50 years light. bubble is a small area. That's just how big this game is. <laughs> That's well, right. Just yeah. a mere 50 light years across. All right. All right. <laughs> um, okay. I put a link to the forum threads that go over what's going on in here. There is a bunch of fixes and a bunch of known issues, a long list of stuff. If you're playing the alpha, you should check those out so that you know what the known issues are, you know what fixes are, and you're not either reporting the bugs or not um, knowing what to look for and things like that. Um, the following features have become available. Wing missions and ship depot. Power play is on. Tech brokers, search and rescue contacts, and research station services contacts. I actually don't know what that is. What is a research station services contact? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> is that I a new alpha no thing? Help. Is, it, is that like the gene <laughs> scanner stuff? Blue Plant gun. I don't know. I don't know. Plant gun. Mm-hmm. The one thing Probably I did notice genes. today... That, that, that would make um, sense. On the mission board, there is, there is a Thargoid mission type on the mission board. There's nothing oh, yeah. available on it, but 
Mm-hmm. Mission, no, we saw that a phase or two ago, but yeah, it's it's one of the because the different categories of missions, right? Like combat versus support versus career. Yeah. Or, I don't know because you can you can view all the missions from all the factions now by type or go into it by faction. Yeah, you know. I've really come to like that uh, menu. Actually, that that was an improvement. Yes, I'll agree. Oh, and you can <laughs> you can change your suit. At the station terminal now, instead of having to do it in a ship, that's a nice change. Okay, right on. It's not brand new. That was changed a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. Worth yeah. it. Mm-hmm. it uh, yeah. In the station, at running around, it seemed to be running smoother too than in the past. But I haven't played. I think I played a little bit in phase two. I didn't even log into phase three once. Right. Right. <clears throat> um. I I only logged it for a second. I um Oh, my I was saying I was trying to check my FPS. It's hidden behind my status bar cuz of the way <laughs> the windowed mode I'm in. Okay. Uh never mind. I've noticed that the menus work a lot better, um like the mouse input on menus. Um mm. although then I just said that and my cursor totally just disappeared. <laughs> okay. Well, never mind then. Everything's still weird. <laughs> it does seem to be, to be performing better and the menus for the most part are working better. I used to get a lot of like the cursor was disconnected from where it actually was uh highlighting it was like uh off by a portion of screen space. Well, that happens that a sense. lot. That happens a lot because you're on an ultrawide want monitor. It's a known issue with uh with Elite Dangerous, really? especially in the galaxy map and the system map. It's always been oh, that Oh, my way. cursor goes weird. Because that's funny because I, I just don't, I never have used the mouse in this game at all. Yeah. Uh, until Odyssey. Right? Well, yeah, if you're, you're in menus. VR, you're not going to notice it. It's when you're playing on your ultra-wide <laughs> monitor, everything's shifted. You, like, you, you put your, you go to put your cursor over a planet and it pops up, you know, the little line coming from the planet is always like an inch to the left of it going up. It's just okay. weird. Yeah, yeah, that is what I was seeing. Yeah, yeah, that, okay. that's, yeah that's, that's an ultra-wide <laughs> monitor issue that they've never bothered that's... to fix, so... <laughs> That's not an Odyssey thing at all. No, How no, fun. it's following us from Horizons. <laughs> it's inherited from the base game. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's funny because, like, right now, I when I record the podcast, I throw it into windowed mode and I run um, 1440 by 1920. No, the other way around. So yeah. I, it, it's you like I have screen then. space yeah. on either side, but it's like... It's a, it's like a four by three is what I'm playing the video game the uh, game in and then I have like my show notes and crap on the sides. Um, you need more monitors so there. <laughs> I I don't because most when I'm not doing the podcast I'm in VR and then what am I going to do with other monitors? Uh, you know? uh, bask your pictures in the <laughs> hardware when the rest of us do. Duh! What else do you have? More I shared a for? picture. I think it's fine. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you guys can't shame me into buying monitors. Um, has anybody else got more comments about Phase Four? I I haven't even played. I just logged in, and it sounds yeah, like I, I did. I did just notice one thing. They changed yeah. about the ships. You know how on the SRV when you land on top of a ship and you fly over like crevices and stuff in the ship, and it's like they're not there. You just kind of fly over them. I got on top of the Corvette as my little dude, and he fell down into the little the crevices and the big fucking holes that are out in front of the windscreen. Like, you actually go down yeah. into those and walk around now. Nice. Okay, so much better, like, clipping and hitboxes and stuff. Yeah. 
And I went cool. down into where my hard points were. I couldn't see the, the multi cannons back there. It's just a black hole that the flashlight couldn't seem to reach the bottom of. But uh, you can go underneath the flaps. You can go back there. Oh, awesome. I wanna, I'm going to go find my Corvette now. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, and also I shot some rocks with a railgun. And there's like this weird little graphical thing that looks like the rock just leaving the fucking planet and flying past the ship. But then the rock's still sitting there. The uh, railgun <laughs> explosions on the ground are super cool and super big. Oh, nice. You see it on Reddit, somebody, you know, had to test, you know, if you, you shoot the ground with your gun, if it if it left marks and he drew a dick in the dirt. Oh, nice. <laughs> what else would you I do? Saw, yeah, the proper testing, of course. I saw a commander write their name in it. I thought that's what you were going to say. I didn't no. see the dick one. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody drew a dick, of course. Of course. Well, you're just mad that and, he needs to do it. Don't, don't lie. I know. <laughs> 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 Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. I got nothing. I'm, I'm, I think it's like three we're, we're weeks solid. away or four weeks away that we get the actual game. So I just, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got no enthusiasm at all right now for, uh, yeah. uh, for I, Alpha. I just want the real branch, damn it. I don't want this old no, stuff. No, you want the trunk that we, we get the trunk, the trunk. when it comes out. The, right? I want, it's the, all these weird yeah, branches. I want the finished result. I want the, the latest, the greatest. Yes, I want my Panther Clipper. But, you know, that could lead to extreme satisfaction or extreme disappointment. So, well, so there's no chance of anything in between? Nope. Okay. Nope, only one or the other. There's it's like Dubs' is not life. Yeah. Aww. Damn. <laughs> Darn, he, he got me, guys. Figure me out, boys. Hey, I have uh, more arcs than zero, you lying assholes. Where's my paint job? Maybe not at? in here, you don't. Don't, don't buy arcs in the alpha, they won't carry over. <laughs> Open the store. Dubs talks to his game all the time. You don't I talk to inanimate objects every day. This isn't new. Every day. Every, every day. day. Yeah, I don't know. What about you, Trek? You got anything else on? Alpha four. Um, I, I don't know how much of this I'm even gonna play. I guess I will kind of experiment with weird things, but I I don't think I'm gonna go running missions or anything because I no. I don't no. I don't care to actually play the game. And if all we're supposed to be testing is like, do our characters come through correctly? It's that seems pretty thoroughly tested. I. I don't know. I don't have the right personality type for the the beta thing. I I think I kind of got it because I was doing streaming, and then I didn't even do that much of it. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I will tell you that I'm most excited about the optimizations of the render engine when they, you know, if they really can turn that key and and get things working properly. I think um, then I'll. I'll then I'll really know if Odyssey is going to be a ton of fun for me because I'm thinking about the VR implementation and the way, you know, I did one of the on-foot conflict zones and did the whole thing start to finish in VR because I, I want to see, like, is this is it viable to do the cinema screen in your headset? Because um, it's a little weird to point, the, to point your view around with a mouse. Um, and I think it feels... 
not good right now, but I'm hoping a lot of that will be alleviated by better performance because it's a bit jittery and stuff. And I I was on on surfaces, especially like a conflict zone with a ton going on and knowing that the game is fully rendering all the interiors of all the buildings, uh, all of that going on, like my my game in situations like that can get down to like 50 hertz sometimes, even on the 3080. So it's... Well, I mean, but that that's in in VR. It's not true VR, but it's it is still rendering in the headset on two eyes. So it's sort of VR. So yeah, it was it was a heavy load for the computer, and I'm hoping that's where some of the jitteriness is coming from. Um, but my my comment is so far the VR cinema view screen needs mouse smoothing because being jittery like that is actually sort of hard to look at. Um, that's my opinion. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. Let's talk about. Uh, okay, I scrolled to the wrong part of my notes. Okay, um, new Machinima web series is being started. Uh, if anybody caught Lave Radio on Tuesday or Flight Assist, the Commander Black Maze has been making the rounds talking about this. Um, so this is a fun new thing that's uh, going to be a, a like a YouTube web series in sort of inspired by uh, Red versus Blue. If you guys watch that, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I know I've read okay. versus Blue. I've watched the trailer yeah. for this new series, but not the not the pilot yet. Okay, so uh, okay, Red versus Blue is is a thing from way back in the day. I think they sort of invented the genre in a sense at least uh, refined it. Um, and it was sort of, ba- it was based on Halo. I, apparently it's still going on, which is amazing. Um, but Rooster, it's like a Rooster funny... Teeth, I think, was the group uh-huh. that made that. Yeah, it's like it's like a comedy show done all within the game. And this is something that these guys wanted to do with Elite for a long, long time, and they could never get it to really work correctly without being able to be on foot. Like, there, it's even with the SRVs, it's still too kind of impersonal, uh, if you hear them talk about it. Um, so here we are. We can be on foot now. Um, they've made a trailer. There's a bunch of people involved doing voices. They're going to have guests, special guests doing other voices. I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Questions and comments? I will watch it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> a vote of confidence from Chig. Yeah. Let's see All how right. they can make a sitcom out of out of Odyssey. Yeah. Well, I think I think it'll be a lot of fun. Okay, link yeah. links in the show notes. Uh, next up, Commander Kaboom travels to Isham's Reach 65,500 light years from Seoul with no fuel scoop. And that's a total travel distance of 84,341 light years of uh, pure madness. So um, this is something that popped up onto Reddit and this guy uh, chronicles his journey. The, The basic conceit of it is he loaded the anaconda with fuel tanks 
and went from carrier to carrier to carrier to make it all the way out there. Um, and that did include a detour because he misnavigated at some point, which is why the distance is so much more than it needed to be. And he ran this all on economy mode. I guess he had that, he had that, uh, that Anaconda could do about 10,000 light years in a tank on economy mode. <laughs> yeah, loaded up all the optional internal slots with fuel tanks. <laughs> and, um, yeah, what I... When Am I, I read the only that, not terribly impressed by this. I, I was going to jump in on that, Nurgle. When I first saw <laughs> this, when I first saw this article, I'm like, like, how the hell did he do that? Oh, he went from gas station to gas station. I, yeah, you know, I, 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 I was like, how many times can I call the fuel rats before they quit coming to save me? How how far could I go on that trip? Is what I was thinking. But I mean, I, I guess he's a masochist if he just wants to do that but yeah. yeah i i wasn't i wasn't incredibly impressed either sorry mr kaboom i mean <laughs> serious time commitment involved here because on economy mode i can only imagine how many jumps eighty-four thousand light years was i mean that had to be yeah. thousands of jumps yeah yeah but he literally went from gas station to gas station yeah i mean right, finding the gas station it, it well, did. Well, yeah. well, you can go 10,000 light years on a tank of gas. How much planning does it take? I mean, 10,000 light years the is a long ways. Yeah, with the DSSA or just random people out in the black even. I just, I, I don't know. You can find carriers relatively yeah. easily. Uh, and and have, now, if, now, if he had, you know, a thousand light year range on the tank, uh, it becomes a challenge or a five hundred light year you know on a yeah. single tank then it starts getting scary as hell but when you got ten thousand light years to find something i i don't know i and the fuel rats are a thing so i don't know i i, I don't want to okay well he didn't, he him, didn't call the fuel rats but yeah it nobody I know done he it, didn't but he could and now somebody's done it <laughs> patience and determination is what it that's is. exactly right. what it is and a little bit of masticism no, could you imagine a fuel rat shows up? It's like, oh yeah, I've got I don't know how many tons of fuel. Yeah. Can you fill me up? Yeah. I'm carrying <laughs> 400 tons of fuel. <laughs> I, I'm curious yeah, how how his good. jump range changed over the course oh. of doing jumps. You know, if he had that much fuel in there, all that probably tonnage yeah, and, probably and not that jump much. Range. You don't think so? So I mean, because it it weighs the same as any other cargo, so. You know, what's the best jump range on a fully laden Anaconda? It, yeah, but it changes, a fully well, laden Anaconda, you know, you don't have all, you know, you make a lightweight con and what, fill it with cargo bays and then carry cargo. I have no idea how much it would drop. Quite a bit, wouldn't it? I, I bet his minimum jump range was still somewhere in the 40s, assuming he had fully, you know, Explore Anaconda engineered it. Okay, I'd so be curious to um, see the build. Does he link the build? I, I would love to see the build. Yeah. Um, Dubs, go make a build for us. Or not? Uh, dip it, dip it, dip it, dip. I'm on. looking. I'm scanning through the Reddit page to see. I was actually just pulling up uh, Coriolis, and I'm not going to like do the whole build, but um, let's let's uh, let's just throw cargo racks in here. Um, cargo. I'm just gonna add like as kind of as much 
fill all the slots that I can with cargo racks. It has that one military slot. Gotcha, gotcha. Each, each um, jump, okay. each jump it, was 48 light years, he says in the Reddit post. That's on economy? Wow. Okay, so just like the basic Anaconda, I I uh, A-rated in grade five the frame shift drive and then threw a few cargo racks in it to just to give it some difference between fully loaded and not fully loaded. Mm-hmm. And so unladen is about 32 light years and laden is about thir- uh, 26. So okay. right there, I mean, you're changing 20%. it by at least at least 20 or 25%. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like that's, that would change over the course of it, I, I guess. But I don't understand the, the, if he, on a economical, you're doing like all those short little, I, I'm confused. But the, the amount of fuel you use on a jump is based on the mass management of your, or the ratio of the mass management of your frameshift drive to the mass of your ship and how far you're jumping. So if yeah. you're making small jumps in a lightweight ship with a whopping big frameshift drive, you're just going to sip gas the whole way because you're not going to burn very much at all. Okay, right, because it's not, it's not linear. It's not yeah. linear to how, how much fuel is consumed versus how, the distance. If you're going a small trip, it's using almost no fuel no matter how right. much your car, like your your mass affects your fuel usage a lot less in that case. Okay, right. I, I mean that it. was so, another yeah, it might side not have of this. Very much is he was also going to go farther than anybody else has gone because he was just going to fly in super cruise beyond that with his fu- with his giant fuel tank. He could go in super cruise right. for like now that is half or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I want to um, know how far out he got. Yeah, I, I think he says on there how far uh, it, that he wait, estimated he could go and get back. And get he back, He doesn't right. want to die out there. He doesn't want to have to. From yeah. here, I'm super cruising off the edge of the galaxy in order to firmly set a record, I assume, for the farthest distance traveled from Seoul without a fuel scoop. By my calculations, I can travel approximately 90 light years beyond Isham's reach in super cruise, about 16 days of continuous travel, <laughs> This will likely take me a few months with leaving the game on while I do other things now and then. And I should have enough fuel left to jump back in one piece. So he hasn't done that part of the journey yet. Magnificent. I want to know what happens with that. That interests me. (laughs) All right. We will watch your career with great interest. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right, Commander Kaboom, you're on it. Good luck. I hope this is an alt for you. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so let's... Um, hey, Chig, do you want to do a Chig chat this week? Uh, sure. I, I kind of I was going to get into this whole VR thing. I was comparing... Hey, go okay. ahead. Just do Chig chat. Go ahead. All right. Well, I got to find the, the, uh, the banjo one, right? Let's see. Which one was it? Oh, man. What did I call that one? I don't know. You don't let us in on How your secrets. How would you secrets. know, right? Yeah, you don't. Uh, we're maybe not privy this one? to hey, that. Oh, we're going to get our chat up off in here. I tell you what, boy, it's going to be time. Oh, I tell you what, this chick chat. Where the cheese at? 
That really yeah. is a great one. Oh, yeah. It's it's a really good one. No, I, we played D&D Sunday night this last Sunday, and Ty was there, too. And at the end of it, he was asking about, you know, the Quest 2, if, you know, we had tried it. And both me and Dubs have now bought a Quest 2. And I was hoping I'd get in a discussion with him on this a little bit. But I, I'm just going to, I'm going to say earlier this week, I, uh, I, I brought up the Quest 2 because they've got AirLink working now on the Quest 2. So you don't have to do the, uh, the remote desktop thing and sideload anything. You don't have to do any of that. You just, if your software is at version 28 or whatever, you can literally play the headset wirelessly with your PC right now. So I, I had nice. both here and I, I actually put in some contacts so that I, it was a fair comparison between the two headsets because my Rift S I have prescription lenses for. I have to wear my glasses in the Quest. So instead of doing that, I put in contacts and took out my prescription lenses and, and played the two headsets. You know, played Elite Dangerous for a little while and played a couple other games just to kind of get a feel for, you know, if the Quest 2 is, you know, a, a legitimate good upgrade. Um, uh, my verdict is no. If you've got a Rift S, Unless mm. you really, really like the wireless, the Rift S, and I bought, I've got the premium head uh, strap for the, the strap. Quest Two. Yeah, for the for the Quest Two. So you know that that you know it, it's not that the Quest Two comes the strap that comes with it is garbage. I mean it, it's it's really just it, hot it's, trash. Yeah, it is. It's 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 shit. You need to upgrade that strap. And but going between the two, the Rift S is a lot more comfortable. Um, um now keep in mind I was playing the the I didn't tether the Quest 2 to my PC. So there was a little bit of jankiness with this AirLink stuff. So you, you are you're you're not staying at the steady 80 or 90 uh FPS that that the Quest 2 okay. can run at. That there you you can tell that you're wireless. Um and it's it, a compressed image too, right? Yes, it, it runs it runs okay if you really want wireless. Now on stand, you know, uh, room scale games, that being wireless is freaking glorious compared to having the the cable coming off of it. And I've played a lot of different VR games and stuff. But uh, as far as visually, the the Quest Two definitely uh, screen door effect is even less noticeable on the on the quest two than it is on the S um, and less so than it was on the CV one. Those are the three headsets I've owned and I've used, uh, you know, a Vive and a Vive pro back in the day. So those are the only headsets I've ever used. So I'd really like to know people who have a reverb or what are the other headsets out there? I'd, I'd love to know what kind of quality you're getting from those, especially if you've played with an Oculus. Cause I'd like to get out of the Oculus <laughs> because the, and it's not I'm against Facebook or anything, but I think that it's stupid that you have to tie it. You have to tie it to Facebook unless you buy a commercial uh, Quest Two, and that costs eight hundred dollars, so five hundred dollars more, and then you don't have to have a Facebook account. So um, and so that's like how much a Facebook account is worth. Yeah, and two hundred dollars a year or something. After like that. the first year, it's like one hundred and eighty dollars a, a year <laughs> what? for for support. Yeah. To not connect to Facebook. Yeah. 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 If you just want to, but it, it's more geared towards, you know, businesses and stuff. It's a commercial thing and businesses always are forced to pay more money for stuff. But 
but <laughs> you could own it as an individual rather than getting a $300 headset, you could spend $800 and then $180 a year. Then you don't have to have Facebook. So I don't know. I, I, you know, it, it just everything they do is a little bit sketchy. Um, but yeah. that that's kind of my review of that is I would wait definitely for like the next quest because that's the direction they're, they're not going to do any more uh, riffs. It's all going to be right. it's all going to be quests going forward until you know they change their mind and it's something else entirely but i i definitely the the wireless is not a hundred percent there yet um but it's it's still and pretty damn impressive in your setup is there any room for improvement like with your wi-fi router placement is that as good as it could be i i'm i'm pretty good yeah i i'm i'm really good on that I'm, i'm wired into my PC and the router is the, this room is not very big, like twelve it's in the room. by fourteen, okay. and it's in the room. Oh, so yeah, that's that, about as good as it gets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that 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 definitely isn't an issue. Um, and it it ran good. If I wasn't playing, you know, going on with the Rift S and then logging out and then hopping into the quest, I don't even know if I'd have noticed it. But but when it's side by side comparison, it it was definitely noticeable. Um, the mm, FPS mm. wasn't quite there. Uh, the visuals were, I mean, the screens in the Quest 2 are very, very nice. But then again, the comfort of the headset, the Rift S is, uh, to me, it was miles more comfortable. Mm, yeah, so and I, I have, could definitely I have play like for aftermarket hours. pads and stuff. On my yeah. Rift S. Yeah, Rift uh, S, already, I could sit so. that for hours. The Quest 2 right now, I don't think I could play it for much more than an hour at a time. Huh. So yeah. Interesting. This, I feel bad for the guy who developed the virtual desktop after he was kind of shunned by Oculus all this time, and then they come out with their own... Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they, they like finally <laughs> let him into the store, and then like three or four weeks later, they're like, "Oh, and by the way, fuck you." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. just another reason. I, they just man, he made he made money on me, so yeah, he made money on me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I actually I, had I own three of their headsets right now. So yeah, I, I had a pretty good experience with the wireless performance, uh, except for like the occasional stuttering if the network was loaded by other things like Discord. So I think your wireless network could have a lot to do with your yeah. wireless performance. I, I'm guessing I think, too. And like I said, it, with it being side by side, you know, just a side by side comparison, like I was doing, I, I'm not yeah. sure I would have noticed it as much without literally, I would wear one for about 10 minutes. Then I would do the other one for about 10 minutes. So then I'd go back to the other one and, and going back and forth, it, it it was definitely noticeable. Yeah, and I have the actual Oculus Link cable too, and it definitely changes the way it works. But without doing a side-by-side comparison, I'm happy with the performance of the wireless. And that's even with the work around wireless desktop, not the official Oculus uh, way to go. I still have an update of mine because I haven't actually put the headset on since they released that uh, that firmware update. Yeah, 28 the only thing I wish is, like you said, it was more comfortable. Like, I have the, the stock factory Rift S okay. uh, headset, like, and it is uh, 100 times more comfortable because it's not pressing against my damn face. Like yeah, the, uh, compared to the, the Quest 2. Yeah. yeah, the Quest 2 is 
yeah. Ugh. Yeah, even with the premium headset, I it it's not as comfortable. I think so I got the Elite strap too, and I don't feel like it was a big upgrade on comfort. It was an upgrade on quality for sure. Uh, but a big uh, upgrade I know on Manitou putting it on, taking it on and off for sure. Well Manitex said he uses like a some different type of strap to where the headset's supported by the band. I think I think similar to the way the Rift S, if I remember what he said properly. And then the the headset just hangs like the Rift S did, so that might be a worthwhile upgrade. Hmm. Like it changes the weight. No, it doesn't change. It just changes the way it mounts to your head. Like the way the the Quest Two is, like it presses the Quest Two against your face, and then the strap just pulls it tight against your face to hold it in place. Whereas with the Rift S, like the heads, the the halo grabs your head, and then the headset just kind of hangs in front of you. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I get you. So it's a rigid strap instead of being an elastic strap. Uh, yeah. Maybe. It's, I don't know. That's I'm just not a huge fan yeah, of the way I, I the think Quest is. When, I think this is, I mean, obviously, uh, I have played, I don't know how far I am through Half-Life. I sort of put it down for a minute, but I'll pick it up at some point. Half-Life Alex and playing that with the wire attached to me sucks. So yeah. I, it, yeah. I can't wait, but at the same time, I really want to wait for some next generation thing. Like I think a headset that's wireless should have a dedicated device. Like I should install like a USB three thing that creates its own ad hoc network that only goes to the headset. You know, I shouldn't be fussing about with it. I mean, that was Facebook's big thing. Like they didn't want to allow this to happen and have it be a bad experience for somebody because their network equipment wasn't up to it. So just pass out the network equipment, you know, charge people 150 bucks or whatever it takes to make it actually. And then if it works really good, it'll be easily worth that. Right. Mm -hmm. Easily. Yeah. For a true, good, high quality wireless experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I want like a dedicated tight beam to my headset from the computer. I don't want to think about my, my house Wi-Fi. That's what one of these other uh, companies offers. I can't remember if it's HTC Vive or the Samsung. They've got a yeah, the Vive. Yeah, it's got a dedicated wireless. But dongle. that's only for a headset where the headset itself is not as good as what you can buy today. Mm. There's nobody competing in this market, and I think I, I can't wait for that to change because, like, I was all about this Rift S when it came out, and I just I don't I'm trying so hard to for some other product to come so I don't have to buy another thing from Facebook. Not again, <laughs> yeah. not because I like, I think that company shouldn't exist, but I don't want to be in their store anymore. Like I want to be able to play steam games without having the Oculus SDK come up because yep. there's so much stuff that like I can, I can add plugins to my steam games, but they only work if I run steam VR and then I'm running two compositors on top of each other. Yeah. It's, Guess it's, what? You uh, have to buy a 3080 to make that run correctly. <laughs> I mean, my 1080 Ti handles it just fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, I can play Half-Life Alex in the Oculus compositor only if I want to. But if I want to put, like, uh, OVR toolkit or whatever so I can float windows uh, on my controllers, then you have to actually load Steam VR and not run it from Oculus. Oculus still runs because the headsets will not work just directly to Steam VR. And yeah. Facebook isn't going to let go of those keys. If they did, I'd be like, oh sure, buy a Facebook headset. Like, that's fine. Um, but they won't let go of the they won't let it run on open VR 
So I'm not going to buy another headset that doesn't run on OpenVR. I'm just not. Like, you just can't, a standard like that exists in the world. You can't ignore it and be a legitimate product, in my opinion. So uh, hopefully they that's change my that line in the future. sand. I just think I like agree. HP or like whatever, whoever is the next thing where they make like a consumer grade headset that isn't ridiculously expensive and has wireless, that's going to be my thing. And it's going to be an open VR headset and it'll just natively work on Steam VR. And that'll be it. Bye bye Oculus or whatever. I mean, Oculus will have their their market of standalone, not not PC tethered headsets. And anyway, yeah, I'm about to I'm about to rant. So I'm gonna cut myself right off. <laughs> hey, um, all right. So we're gonna wrap up the show with a couple of community questions. And guess what? They both came from Manitouk. So way to go, dude! You're you're the man. Here come here come Manitouk's questions. So for the panel, at what point did you stop looking at mission level, whether it was dangerous or elite, or what? Oh, oh sorry. Or <laughs> whatnot when I, running BGS whatnot. missions. Yeah, I, right, exactly. I wanted to read this question really cool and I failed. So I'm sorry, Manitouk. Now it's my fault. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up. What do you guys think? I'll be honest uh, with you. When I first started playing and stuff, by the time I realized that that there was a level to the missions, I was beyond where it mattered. So I, I never, I, I never even noticed. Awesome. So yeah, for, for he me, actually uh, didn't notice until he read the question. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> missions have levels. Yeah, for for me, it depends on what the mission is. If I'm picking up um, something to you know kill a handful of pirates or something like that, and I'm in one of my BGS mission runner ships. I'm going to look because if it's elite, that ship's not engineered to do that. And and I'll either skip it or go get a combat ship. So it kind of depends on what, what the mission is too. But so when, when mm-hmm. did you learn to do that is I guess the question, right? Cause like, Oh, early so you're on. Saying you, okay. You noticed it mm-hmm. early. Cause yeah. I'm thinking I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure when I noticed the mission level, like Jig was saying. Uh, it definitely was a, at a point where, at this point, I only pay attention to whether it's a wing mission or not. Because yep. the only yeah. time I care is if it's like a combat assassination, I will look if it's a wing mission. And if it's a wing mission, i got to bring my Corvette. Otherwise, if it's not a wing mission, like I can fly it in probably almost anything. Because I just don't have yeah. any ships. I don't have any ships that aren't good at combat. And the, yeah, the truth is that I think that question really only applies to combat, doesn't it? Probably. Maybe. I don't Because if it's yeah. a courier mission, it still affects what they're sending against you, but yeah, you but can you, avoid them. Yeah, you can avoid them. So it really only applies to a combat mission. And then, yeah, it depends on what ship I'm flying and whether or not it's a wing mission. I stopped paying attention as soon as I had engineering unlocked and was using it. That's when it sort of overrode uh, all the experience requirements. Yeah. Me. That's a get good more, answer. Get more hit points. It don't matter. Yeah, and that's I went for engineers <laughs> pretty early on. So that's why it just never really I it never dawned on me. You know, I was I was mining and doing engineering before I ever got really into doing too many missions. 
You know, that's an interesting little side question too. Like you said, I I got for engineering pretty early on. I guess I probably did too, but I didn't think of it that way at the time. But now like uh, interacting with people in this Discord and in the community, like there's people all the time where they've been playing for quite a while, but then they'll be like, oh, I haven't, what? Hello? What? What's up? Can you guys not hear me? I hear you, Trax. I think Chig's having issues. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to, Chig, come back. All right. Let us know if you're back. Anyway, um, I I sort of lost my train of thought there, but I, I, there, there are people who have played the game definitely longer than I had and, and don't, aren't very much into, into, into engineering and they maybe only have, you know, one or two of the first ones unlocked. And that, that's always interesting to me. Um, cause obviously like it's a personal choice about, you know, how much you want to grind there's, cause there is a bit of grind, not only in unlocking them, but then being able to do the engineering. And, um, for me, like, I just can't stand to fly any non-engineered ships now. I'm too messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't know leave several port. of you are like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't leave the port without an engineering like plan. Yeah. Huh. And even then, it's okay. usually buried over to the engineering location. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I do. I do good planning, building a ship. I'll do a good plan where I figure out, okay, which modules should I actually steal from one of my ships I'm not using, um, and then plan out what what can I actually do just from remote workshop. And then maybe there's only two or three engineers I actually have to hit to set special effects or something, and. Mm-hmm. I get pretty efficient about it. I map it all out in ED Engineer, make sure I got all my roles all set. Yeah, for me, early on, it was engineering. Uh, to me, that was like leveling up so I could go do anything I wanted. So I didn't, I, yeah, I don't fly anything not fully engineered at all. Yeah. Okay, question two. Should fighters be allowed in military-only slots? This one change I would like to see. This is one change I would like to see in Odyssey. So I asked him for clarification, actually. So he's specifically meaning, like, if a slot is military and it's like a size five or higher, then it should be, you should be allowed to put a fighter in it. Because apparently they're excluded from that now, which is a little bit bonkers. Um, huh. I guess I'm revealing my answer. Yeah. Like, if military, I why didn't a fighter go there? Yeah. It's its purpose is military in use. It's fighting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, so, I, I didn't know that they weren't allowed in those slots. I never know. <laughs> so. That's because nobody uses size five fighters. And, you know, there are no size six military slots. Nobody uses size five fighters? I mean, none of us do. I don't. I don't think Chick does. Do you? <laughs> don't judge who, who wastes their time with a single day? Uh, uh, I think I do. Really? And what ship? Possibly. Hold on. Let me click on this little button here and see what's in my Corvette. It might be a single fighter right now. Oh, man. No, I'm I. disappointed. So the only ship I ever put a fighter on is my Corvette. So, yeah, I did put a dual bay, but um, I don't use a lot of fighters. Okay, so the only things that currently fit in a military slot are shield cell banks 
hull reinforcements, module reinforcements, the meta meta alloy and guardian versions of those. That's it. Huh. Yeah. So today for sure. Yeah, allow fighter base. I totally agree. Obviously, that's a military thing. And I noticed kind of a long time ago in in building ships that they you can't put your shield generator there. I think that's fully bullshit. Yes. Because <laughs> there is a lot of... It, I'll tell you, if um, the Viper 4 would be a better explorer than the Cobra 3 if you could put a shield uh, uh, generator in the in the military slot. But it has that military slot, and that's what holds it back. I just noticed something weird in the uh, the Alpha. I'm sitting here messing around in the, uh, the shipyard on foot. And you know how when you do your livery, like your ship name is on your little icon? The Imperial oh, Clipper okay. that I have that has a name that's Empire Trader on the side of my ship where my icon is, where it would say the ship name. Huh. Yeah, that's the code name for that ship. Yeah. It's like the co- the uh, uh, game code, I mean. Like how the Crate Phantom was called Crate Light in the game. Yeah, and my, my chieftain says Type X. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> that's awesome. That's <laughs> Okay, back to the question real quick. Yeah, I, yeah, would, yeah. I would, I would I, go as far as to say you can put an SRV in a military slot now that we are going to oh, be fighting on planets. If, no, if not unless, before, not unless we get different not, versions but, of the SRVs. But that SRV has guns on it, and you could drive it and kill people with it. So I, I'd say, especially, yes, we definitely need more SRV types, but I still think yeah. that that should be allowed in a military slot in Odyssey. I think, uh, I think we should be able to put those dropship compartments like you have for the on-foot conflict zones. So we should be able to drop hell yes. a bunch of people out of the out of the back from those harnesses in a military slot. I agree. I think there hell should be a yes. spot that's a med bay that all of you spawn at when you die. Even better idea. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a lot of things. More options for outfitting our ships is always good, in my opinion. Yeah, but yes. uh, to to get back to the main thrust of it, fighters and and fighters, especially shield generators, like that's bonkers. That's not considered military. Give me a break. Give me a break. You got to name it something different. If if you really wanted to code something into the game where you could only put like hull reinforcements and shield cell banks. You can't say military. There's so much other stuff that's military. It's ridiculous. I'm, I agree. Now I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, sorry. I, that's this is what happens when you do two podcasts. And thanks, man. It took. It's all your fault. <laughs> thanks a, thanks a lot. Off tracks. God, <laughs> that guy. I tell you. <laughs> All right. No, that's cool. This question straight up points out to me that that was, I did not realize that wasn't a thing. Um, Yeah. It's bizarre. Okay. Now I've got, I've got nothing else. Um, I've, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do a little, do a little show wrap up and then I'm going to ask you for a cheese. Okay. Just heads up. All right. All right. Hey, everybody, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please give us a rating and review on whatever app you're listening to it on or on YouTube or whatever and tick bells and stuff. Tell people about the show. It's helpful. Otherwise, how are they going to figure it out? And otherwise, you're 
you're basically just like hoarding it for yourself. And that's extremely selfish and, and not very cool. So you can also join us on Discord at discord.io slash loose screws and check out loosescrewsed.com where there is links to all of our stuff and a merch store where you can get mugs and hoodies and t-shirts and, and other weird stuff like that. And it's a ton of fun and it's really, really great. Uh, I am currently just in the bar in, in the Odyssey Alpha watching this NPC moonwalk backwards against the wall. She's been walking <laughs> backwards in place for at least a half an hour. Um, and when I walk around her, her eyes follow me, but she doesn't stop moonwalking backwards. Like one of those paintings. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's like one of those paintings. The eyes are following me, but the, the legs are moving. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Uh, the music's wild in here, by the way. Um, hey, Chig, do you have a cheese for me? Yeah, I got a cheese that I actually don't really like. Um, <gasps> what? Wait, yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's everybody's super stinky nasty cheese Limburger cheese uh, oh. it, it actually <laughs> I, I actually I mean like I'll, fuck you <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> I, I I'll eat it I mean I have eaten it my wife you know th- <laughs> knows that I love all cheeses so she'll grab me a surprise cheese and sometimes she grabs Limburger I'm like oh I gotta eat this <laughs> Uh, that, that, it, I mean, it's so it's, funny. This guy loves cheese so much. He's like, I don't really like this cheese. I mean, I'll eat it. I'm not a monster. <laughs> but no, I mean, Limburger cheese, you know, it, it's, it's, it does really, really stink. There was actually a study that showed that like <laughs> malaria carrying mosquitoes were equally attracted to the smell of Limburger cheese and the smell of human feet. So it, that gives an idea, <laughs> you know, that, that it's, it, it, it really it's not an appetizing smell and and it comes through when you eat it yeah you can't av- avoid that, that you mean it smell. comes through your skin yeah. your <laughs> what do you mean by that the, the smell comes through the flavor uh, yeah you can't help but oh, the okay. flavor is affected by the smell of the cheese as you're eating it it it, it yes it's this stale kind of taste to it because it, that's what it smells like and it just it it yeah it, it's not it's not a pleasant cheese, but if you want to try something different and literally eat the cheese that like, you know, Looney Tunes and shit had back in the day, <laughs> they'd show it as the stinky Limburger cheese. Give it a try because it, it, it really is stinky Limburger cheese. So uh, stay cheesy, everybody. All right. That's totally what I was going to say, too. I was like, it's the Bugs Bunny cheese. <laughs> yep. yep. Awesome. Thanks. Okay, everybody. That's going to do it. Um, thanks for joining me, Chigs. 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 Blur- I pluralized you. One? Yeah. I, I was Chigs. thinking about, uh, you, were, you were saying about, you know, people not sharing the show and that, that you know, they're yeah. hoarding it to themselves. What if instead of hoarding it to themselves, they're just ashamed that they listen to it and they don't want people to know? That's not well, good. That's a lot harder of an emotional wall for me to work through <laughs> as I try to get them to leave a review and share the show with friends. So thanks a lot for that. Being, being ashamed and embarrassed is our job. Not theirs. <laughs> yeah, we do on a daily basis. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining me. Thank you, Chigs, Dubses, Datas, Nurgles. Uh, I'm Commander Jantrax, and this is the Lucis no, Trace podcast in the. Oh, yeah, that would have been good, huh? Well, I'll do it. Anyway. (laughs) Thank you for having us, Daddy Tracks. (laughs) 
Oh man, when did this start? What is this? What you were all waiting for me to show up for the podcast, and I became yes. daddy. What yes. is that about? Sure. <laughs> yes. Thank you, daddy. I am, I am most displeased with this turn of events. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Um, stay loose, stay screwy. Fly that way, probably. <laughs> <laughs>